0: Welcome to the Post Smart Life Podcast. It's time to leave behind the narcissist narrative and build an amazing life that you love. You got through, but you're not done. We're going to build your next level of wealth, create healthy relationships, find deep self-connection to expand your unique impact on this world, and leave behind a legacy of love. I'm your host, Laura, by the way. I've been there, I get it, and I've got you. Let's go build your post-nark life. Hello, hello, good afternoon, and welcome back to the podcast. We have episode number 20. It's been five whole days of podcasting. It's so amazing. It's a beautiful day here in Houston. It's December, and it's like at least 85 degrees outside at least. It's like warm and and muggy and it's great. I love the weather here in Houston. I love that it feels like fall and sometimes even a little bit of late summer, even in like the dead of winter. And in a couple of weeks, we're actually going to be traveling to Utah to visit family. So that's going to be really nice to have both a warm getaway from the cold and then also possibly a white Christmas when Christmas rolls around. So that's really exciting. Lots of things happening and moving forward. And I hope that you are gearing up for your Christmas. I hope it's something that you are looking forward to. But if it's something that you're not looking forward to, I understand that too. Sometimes holidays with our narc people whom we love can be really, really tricky. So today I would like to run you through the really interesting thing that happens with my clients, they come to me in a certain state of being, and then they leave in another state of being. They come to me with a certain set of problems and circumstances and the way that they live life, and then when they're done working with me, they have a completely different set of things. So I want you to imagine, and if you can relate to this, absolutely relate this to yourself, but this is sort of an amalgamation of all of my clients into kind of like one super client. (laughs) Typically these are all, these are all traits of all my clients that come to me. Yeah, the circumstances might be different, but typically they're all like this. So there's a really good chance you're gonna relate. Okay, so we're gonna talk about this client's before. This is how she came to me, or he, how they came to me. And then we're going to talk about the clients after and what their life is like after. And we kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday when we talked about finding inner peace. And we talked about my amazing client who really showed up and did the work. And so this one is going to be a more generic client that really encapsulates kind of everyone I've worked with. And this will kind of help you catch the vision of what really can happen and where and what the journey looks like, you know, what the, what the before and the after journey can look like for people who do the work. Okay. So this person's before starts with, they feel really confused. There's a lot of confusion and chaos in a narcissist affected brain. They're feeling like they are trying a lot. They feel like they are not not operating within a bunch of boundaries. They don't really have clear boundaries. They feel kind of porous. They feel kind of like, well, I have some boundaries here, but not really everywhere I should. And, and this person kind of tramples all over the boundaries and I'm not really trying to stand up for myself. And this person is just not boundaried. They're scared of mom. This one comes up a lot. Typically my clients are scared of mom or dad or some family member where that person's emotions are terrifying to think about. They are trying to succeed in their current endeavors, whether it be parenting, running a business, building a business, uh, achieving some goal, being a good mom, being a good dad, whatever, whatever you're trying to achieve in your life, it's a struggle. It's like you're trying and trying and you're just, ugh, it's a struggle. And they're not in touch with their genius. They feel like, they don't really know that they have a genius. I promise you, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you have a genius. You have something inside of you that is of value that you can offer to the world that nobody else can. That is your genius. Anyway, this person is not in touch with that genius, has no idea what that genius could be, or if, if they do have the genius, certainly doesn't have access to it. This person also avoids things they're avoiding feelings in particular. So they want to avoid grief. They want to avoid pain. They want to avoid all of the negative emotions that could come up. So they do whatever it takes to check out, to leave, to escape, to run away, or to buffer. That's a word that is (laughs) popular in the coaching world. But what that means is, is covering the emotion with other pleasurable things. So kind of stuffing your face with food or alcohol or TV or something to either distract or uh, prevent you from feeling the negative emotion. My clients in this state of mind are run by their kids feelings. So their kids are having a lot of feelings and they are just reacting to all of those feelings. They are running constant interference with their ex and their kids or with their mom and their kids or with their dad and their kids. So they're trying to protect their kids, but they have to manage mom and dad, but they also have to manage kids and they're just managing everybody's feelings all the time. And it's exhausting. This client is exhausted right now. They're literally managing everyone but themselves. (laughs) At the end of the day, they're exhausted. and There's nothing left. This client is having regular panic attacks. This client is feeling physical and emotional pain constantly. This client is having inflammation in their joints sometimes, fibromyalgia, migraines, headaches, insomnia, anxiety, panic attacks, a tightness in their chest constantly. Sometimes I've had clients whose fingers are kind of numb. That's a thing that happens. Um, This client is and can be very successful at some things. Okay, so... They're not a complete destitute mess on the floor all the time. Some clients are, and that's okay. No judgment. But there are some clients who actually are pretty successful at certain things in their life. They are achieving their results, but in others, it's a total mess. And there's the kind of that dichotomy there. This client is frequently triggered, just triggered a lot, don't even realize they're being triggered, but triggered a lot because they're around the narc a lot or old memories come up or something somebody says that they don't realize they're saying, they get really triggered really easily. This client has been able to successfully leave some narcissist relationships. They've realized, okay, that ex I had 10 years ago, that was bad. I got out of that. Or they're recently divorced or they've got like limited contact with one of their parents and they know, okay, not really, some of these a relationship in my life is not serving me. But they still have a bunch of other narc relationships that they haven't addressed, that they haven't set boundaries with. And they don't even realize that they're narc relationships. I've had clients come to me about their ex-husband and then we find out what's happening with mom. (laughs) Oh, and dad. Oh, and grandma. Oh, and, and sister. Oh, okay. So we just start finding all of the narcs, all of the unhealthy relationship dynamics that are happening. So there's some NARC relationships that have been sort of dealt with, but there's a lot that aren't. Um, They are, a lot of times people will come to me with, they have received training and education in a specific field, but they're not doing it. That's kind of an interesting thing where, I mean, and for good reasons, maybe they decided to become a mom. Maybe they just don't like that profession, but I've just noticed that was an interesting thing where they have a lot of skills, but they're not putting those skills to use or they feel held back. They feel like they can't achieve the thing that they want. They feel like they're going to hurt somebody, like that it's not going to be safe to actually be successful or to go after their dreams, or that it's going to be painful for somebody else, or they're going to feel like they're betraying somebody else, or they're going to feel like they're abandoning somebody else by doing this thing. So I noticed that's an interesting pattern. Letting mom run things. So I've had a lot of clients who have come to me whose mom in particular is a big part of their lives. And that mom kind of runs the show in the background. There's a lot of the decisions that that mom makes. The mom throws a lot of tantrums to get her way. Um, <laughs> you know, she's kind of the nagging voice in the background. It's, it's, it's happening for a lot of people, a lot more than you realize, but it's sort of like, yeah, mom's definitely running the show. If we really had to look at things and I think I said this earlier, but afraid of mom, but really afraid of mom's feelings. You're just afraid of how she's going to react or dad, you know, or ex, or boss. I mean, just insert narc here, right? It's all the same. Are you afraid of someone's feelings? Are you afraid of somebody's reactions? That's what's going on there. Here's what's really interesting that has come up a lot of times. Okay. A surprising amount of times. This client, these clients that I've had are afraid that mom's gonna kill herself. and we've talked about this in other episodes. I've addressed this before. but it's really fascinating that, that this has come up. Like if I don't do this, if I don't make sure I show up when she says, if I don't make sure that I manage her feelings, I think she's gonna kill herself eventually. like she's just so unhappy that if I don't like keep things just so, she's going to be so miserable, it's gonna push her over the edge. Isn't that interesting? A lot of people are dealing with that fear. What else? Let's see. Afraid of success. This client is afraid of success. I think we mentioned this a little bit earlier about afraid that it's going to hurt other people, but it's also triggering to be successful. It means you have to actually receive goodness in your life. (laughs) Things actually have to be good. And that is terrifying because, and I've heard this so many times from these clients, They're afraid that the other shoe is going to drop. They're afraid that that success is going to be taken from them. That it's not going to last. That's going to be put down. That it's going to be diminished. That's real. That happens. And so they don't even want to be successful because so much is at stake and they have so, they stand to lose so much. So they're afraid of success. They are, they know coaching tools so a lot of clients have already come to me with self-help experience, experience with therapy, having heard a lot of podcasts, having maybe worked with professionals in the past. They are familiar with these tools, but they struggle to apply these tools to themselves. They can use them on other people, you know, they can help other people, or maybe, maybe they listen a lot, but they don't really apply or maybe they try to apply, but it's really, really hard. Or maybe they try to apply and it doesn't work. Or maybe they try to apply, but like husband or ex-husband does something and it totally throws everything out of the window. That's the thing. So they are they have some tools, but it's it's really hard to kind of be consistent with them. And last but certainly not least, because we could go on forever describing what this client is like, <laughs> they're just in a lot of pain. They're just dying for some relief, dying for some peace, dying for feeling like, how can I feel better? Is this my life? Is this what I signed up for? This is not what I signed up for, but they don't even have time to even think of that because they're too busy managing everything. They're too busy in a place of stress and anxiety and worry. And if I don't do this X, Y, Z thing, something terrible is gonna happen. A Lot of pain in a lot of pain. Okay, so that is the typical client that comes to me. That's what it looks like. And if that, if you can relate to that, (laughs) you are not alone. It really does represent the vast majority of my clients or some version of this is all of my clients. So you are not alone. And so now I want to show you. So we talked a lot about what the work looks like yesterday and we talked a little bit about, you know, that piece or, or those results that you can get, but I really want you to catch the vision for what it's like after you really do the work. Okay, so this client who has done the work on herself or himself and has begun to really change their brain and has become really successful in using the tools and changing their life, this is what their life looks like, okay? This person is very confident. This person has a sense of clarity about them. They make decisions, and they're able to make decisions really easily and really simply. I think one thing that I mentioned earlier about feeling confused and afraid, they're very, very indecisive. That's something that's come up quite a bit. So confused also kind of goes with indecisive. And so when they've done the work, they're clear, they're confident, they're decisive, they're moving forward. They get things done. They're relaxed. They are able to take action in their life from a place of this confidence, this moving forward, a sense of, of quiet determination from a powerful place. It just, it just feels so grounded. I've had clients tell me that they are a lot stronger in their boundaries. Are their boundaries going to be perfect? No, that's not what we're trying to achieve here. What we're talking about is stronger in your boundaries, knowing what your boundaries are, they know their limits and they're still working to figure out their limits. They're still discovering new limits and maybe they're adjusting their limits. They realize they're getting stronger. They realize they don't need certain limits that they needed before. And so they're able to manage and understand, okay, what are my boundaries at all times? And they are able to understand what they will do if the boundaries crossed. It's really, really important distinction. Boundaries are not about controlling other people. They're about controlling yourself when your lines get crossed. So you really have to know what your lines are and you really have to know your protocol for what you're going to do when the line is crossed. And you have to know what you're, what you're willing to fight for and know what you're willing to be flexible about. These are things that it's very nuanced, but when you are clear and confident and decisive and you're not in tons of pain, you are able to hold all of that nuance all at once. All right, this client has learned to love their mom from a really safe place. This is so beautiful, y'all. It's amazing to see this happen. They're able to see mom for who she is, love her for exactly who she is with those boundaries in place like we just talked about, right? And from a safe place because, of course, we all want to love our moms, I've only met like one or two people who legit, yeah, I'm done loving my mom. I don't want to love her anymore. (laughs) That's available too. I'm not saying you should do that. If you really want to stop loving your mom, of course, that's fine. But most people who come to me, of course, they want to love their moms because it's their mom. Who doesn't want to love their mom, right? Loving your mom is a beautiful thing. And really loving your mom is about you. It's not about her. But what they're so used to doing is I have to love my mom so that she feels something. But no, we turn it around. You love mom for your sake because loving mom makes you feel safe and warm and connected and free and open and loving. It calms you down to know that you love your own mother and you feel connected to her. And you don't have to wait for her to change in order for you to feel that. Did you know that? You don't. She doesn't have to quit being crazy narcissistic. (laughs) in order for you to start feeling that love and connection with her. And when my clients really see that and they're able to open that part up of themselves in a safe way, it changes everything. They're able to go to family events. They're able to spend time with them. They're able to talk to them on the phone. They're able to visit with grandchildren, again, within appropriate boundaries. They're able to manage what works for them and what doesn't. Right? Ah, oh, so good. Okay. So they are also starting to be really successful in all of their endeavors. I have several clients who have businesses who are starting to sell out their services. I have I have clients right now who are just starting their businesses, right? And it's terrifying, because it's terrifying to start a business, especially when you've been trained your whole life that all of your ability to succeed, <laughs> your self-worth and your ability to love yourself like depends on your ability to succeed, all those things. It, it can be really terrifying, but they are doing it. They're being successful. They're producing the value and they're going out and they're putting themselves in positions to fail, but also succeeding at the same time. So they're able to take failure. They're able to look at, okay, where did I, where do I need to adjust what I need to do in order to serve my people better. That's all it is. It's never about, I'm a failure and I'm going to, I'm never going to get better. And this is, I never should have started this and all these terrible thoughts, right? They don't do that anymore. Well, and if they do, they know how to deal with it. <laughs> they know how to manage it. Cause sometimes your brain's going to come up with thoughts that you've been working really, really hard not to think. And that's okay. Cause your brain is just trying to do its job. And so your job is to love on yourself, love on that brain and redirect it to the new thing, redirect it to the possibility redirected to the goal. You got this. Okay. Let's keep going. So they're selling out their services. They're doing really great. And they are in touch with their genius. This is a thing. I have seen clients genius unlocked genius about parenting genius about business genius about the value that they contribute to this world. Because when their brain is properly in the right state and it's not in a fight or flight, they have access to all that creativity. We talked about that yesterday. And you really do have access to genius. You really do. What if that were true? Maybe you don't need genius. I don't know. But I know that I'm more in touch with my genius when I get myself into a state of mind that is safe and that actually is based on the thoughts that I want to think. It's amazing. All right. So not only are they a genius, they're coming out with their amazing value to the world. Their kids' feelings are not a problem. The feelings that these kids are having are not only okay, they're doable. You can deal with the feelings. Their their kids' feelings are going to probably still be what they are. When you do the work, it doesn't mean necessarily that people change around you. Sometimes they do respond better, actually. Some sometimes kids will do that, but that's not that won't always be the case. Especially if you're co-parenting with a narcissist, they're going to be coming back to you, you know, needing to detox emotionally. (laughs) You're going to deal with that every time, but it's not a problem. It's just part of life, and you are not run by those feelings. Those kids' feelings do not run your life. You're able to sit with them and understand them and be with them and allow them to process it out, allow them to be sad, allow them to be angry, allow them to be um, critical. Sometimes kids are going to be like, I hate you, mom. They'll be like, mom, you're, you're terrible at this, right? You You allow all of their feelings and all of their thoughts within the appropriate boundaries of what you've said as a, as a parent, right? So if they're, you know, treating their sister badly or, if, you know, they're doing behavior that you don't appreciate or that don't go in line with what you've decided as a parent in your household, then yeah, you deal with that. But the, the feelings, all feelings are okay. They can be angry, sad, screaming. It's fine. It's not a problem. It doesn't mean anything about you as a parent. And that's what this client understands that their goodness as a parent is not tied to the behavior and the feelings of their children. It's a beautiful thing to really, to, to detach that meaning is so, so, so freeing. They are not running around managing everybody's feelings, okay, they are managing the protocols set in place. So if you're dealing with an ex, you're looking at a protocol, that's like a parenting plan, that's like boundaries, that's like what we have decided we will do, and you stick to that protocol. You are managing your own feelings, in your own emotions, as they come up, when things start getting weird, (laughs) people start having feelings. People don't show up the way they're supposed to show up. All of that. It's not a problem. You're like a CEO managing your business. And this thing is dealt with. 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 It's not, there's no anxiety behind it. There's no frantic energy of if I don't fix it, everything's going to fall apart. It's a really powerful, grounded, calm sense of, well, I'm in control of this and I'm not in control of this. And I'm not going to try to control that because I don't need to, that belongs to you. This over here though, this does belong to me. So I'm going to manage that. Actually, it's really easy to manage what belongs to me. So I'm going to stick with that, right? It feels easy. It feels open. They are prioritizing themselves. So this can be very triggering for narcissist affected people. All right. Because they've been told their whole lives that if they even try to take care of themselves, that they're being selfish, it's terrible. And so they're always thinking these thoughts, like I'm being selfish. I'm being, you know, I'm the one that's being narcissistic because I'm so self-focused. And I I really want to show you that yes, a lot of true narcissist people are very self-absorbed, but that what that looks like is they have no empathy for people outside of them, no consideration for what others might feel. They're only concerned about their success. And they will use any tools at their disposal to get their emotional needs met in harmful ways. That's what a narcissist does. And selfishness is about really disregarding everything outside of you so that you can feel something. But what you mean, what I mean by prioritizing yourself is healthily managing your own emotional needs for yourself so that you can be there for the people that do need you, like your children, not your parents. Okay. Your parents don't need you. Your parents, I mean, emotionally at least. Okay. They might be elderly and you might need to be taking care of them. That's fine. But emotionally speaking, they are not people that you need to caretake. Okay. So your emotional caretaking needs to come first, not because you're selfish, not because you deserve it or anything like that, but because you are the vessel to get things done in your life. This is your life. And the things that you're responsible for require a vessel that is properly cared for. You would not want to pour from an empty cup. I think people have heard that a lot. So, So by prioritizing yourself, I'm not saying that you know, you go out and get massages and I mean, you can definitely get massages by all means get massages, but like, you know, you, you, you get your nails done and, and massages and your hair done at someone else's expense and you, to the neglect of other people in your life and especially your children. What that means is at the beginning of each day or at some point during the day, you realize, all right, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What are my emotional needs right now? How can I provide for myself? how can I manage any negative thoughts that are creating a lot of drama for me? That's the priority because when you prioritize that, everything else goes so much smoother, right? You are not being selfish in that moment. You are managing things in proper order. Okay. And then you will be able to give these exact tools to your kids so that, and you'll be able to have the emotional bandwidth to help manage their big emotions, the emotional bandwidth to manage like a CEO, all the things around you, the things that you can control, and then letting go of the things that you can't, right? So prioritizing yourself, your mental hygiene, your thought hygiene, all of those things will create so much success for you. And just, it's the the furthest thing from selfish. All right, this person who has done the work is calm, they actually sleep better. They're not in all of this crushing pain. It's amazing, I've literally had clients tell me, I get nine hours of sleep at night now, it's so amazing. I used to get five or six, I used to have stress dreams. I used to be freaked out all the time and now they just sleep really calmly every night. It's because they're doing the inner work to change their brains which is changing how their body is experiencing their life, it's so amazing. They're less triggered. They are getting the results that they're searching after, and they're not even trying that hard. Like I talked about last episode, my client just kind of woke up and realized, wait, I just, I like feel a lot of peace almost all the time. This is amazing, right? The results are coming to you and it's not a big struggle and you don't have to force them. Let's see what else. Instead of having mom be in charge and run the show or dad or ex, or whomever, they Are in charge of their own lives. They're managing themselves. They are not falling to every single whim. They're not focusing on being afraid of that person's feelings. This client is prepared for the grief that is going to come, right? So we talked a little bit about being afraid that mom's going to commit suicide. And the reality is that we don't know what she's going to do and we can't control whether or not she's going to commit suicide. So what we need to do is manage ourselves, love mom from a safe place, okay? And allow her to make whatever choices that she's gonna make in her life. Now, if she reaches out and asks you for help and says, hey, I'm feeling suicidal, can you help? Okay, that's one thing, you know, get a professional involved, you know, maybe, you know, call, what is it, 988? Do what you gotta do. I'm not saying don't try to help. For sure, of course, try to help if you want to. But if you're living in fear constantly of, of your behavior creates her suicide. That's not real. Okay. That's just not real. I went through months and months and months and months of therapy to learn how to believe that it wasn't my fault, that my mom, that my mom committed suicide. So if you're new to the podcast, you might not know that my mom did commit suicide back in 2021. And, um, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, you can prepare yourself for this grief. Now, When I say prepare yourself for grief, I'm not saying I'm so prepared for grief that I won't feel grief when it comes. No, (laughs) that's not what I'm saying. Instead, what I'm saying is you are prepared and understand that grief is manageable, that you can process it, that you're here for it. You're all in for whatever is coming at you and you know, it's going to come at you. She might not commit suicide. That's fine. But your, your parents are going to pass away the people that you love in your life who are older than you might pass away. There, anyone could pass away at any time. That's just how life is. And if you are prepared for feeling the grief at all times, a sense of, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but I got to talk to my mom today and that's a really good day. That's a really good thing. It's a really good day that I get to talk to my mom and one day that will not be available to you anymore. And you're not going to live your life in fear of that grief. You're going to understand that it's going to come and that you will survive it and that you will be okay and that you are willing to feel it all the way through when it does come. And you don't have to feel it ahead of time if you don't want to. Trust me, it won't make any difference. (laughs) But you can be ready and tell yourself, I'm all in. I'm ready for when that day comes and I'm going to give myself the support that I need. This client is also able to receive success. Receiving success is such a skill. It really, really is. When you've been afraid of success for so long, it can be terrifying to receive it and this client has learned how to receive it. Again, it's very grounding, it's very open, it's a sense of, not a sense of I deserve this and not a sense of, well, it'll never go away. We don't rely on that anymore, instead, It's a sense of, this is a great part of my life that I get to experience now. And I created these results by doing these actions because I was feeling these things because I was thinking these things. So of course this result happened and it's very logical and it feels really grounded and really open and you feel in control of your success. You don't feel like it's outside of you. You don't feel like it belongs to somebody else. You don't feel like anyone can take it away from you because you're in control of when it comes. You're in control of when things don't go according to plan. It's not a problem. You know how to manage yourself and you know how to create success. And when the thoughts come up, oh no, I won't be able to sustain this. This is really, really hard, right? You're able to manage that be like, oh, hey brain, I see you. I know you were trained to kind of prepare for that, huh? Instead, we're going to enjoy the success. We're going to relax into it. It's going to be fun. And it may last, it may not. We don't know for sure, but we know that we're in control and that we can change our thoughts and change our actions to create whatever success we want. We are powerful. It's a sense of power because narcissistic effective people have a sense of powerlessness that they've been trained with. And when you do the work, you feel that power. Like, this is where I belong. I belong with all of this success. I belong in these rooms with successful people. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I always have, right? You have those thoughts, and they're really, really beautiful. You're also able to help other people. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to help other people. You don't have to, like, you know, become a coach and help a lot of people. But people naturally start coming to you. And asking you for help, <laughs> it's because your vibe and your energy and your confidence is so magnetic that people start asking you, "Hey, what's what's going on? How, why do you feel so much better? What what you seem different? What, what's happening?" Or, "I'm really really struggling with this thing. Can you can you help me make sense of it?" And you're able to offer people the same tools that you've managed and practiced, and it helps others. It's really really amazing. You can use these tools, not only help yourself, but other people as they come to you. It's not required, but it's really fun when they do. All right, and you're able to truly self-coach. You're really able to see where you're at mentally, emotionally, you're not checking out. You're looking at your thoughts. You're committed to looking at your thoughts regularly. You're committed to doing this work. Because when you work with me, it's not just, well, we work together for a certain amount of time and then you just go off on your merry way and you never have to look at your thoughts again. No, no, this is a habit that we build that you continue for the rest of your life. Like you're always going to look at your thoughts. At least that's the the recommendation I have if you want to maintain the results that you achieve (laughs) while working together. Of course, you're going to have the rest of your life ahead of you. And thought hygiene and uh, inner work is, of course, going to be part of that. And why wouldn't it be? Because it's just created so much value for you already. So of course, you're going to do amazing things with it. You're going to continue. I mean, in in this line of work, I work with a lot of people who really want big things. They're very ambitious. And using these tools will just get you to the next level and the next level and the next level and the next level. You just keep going. It's amazing. And finally, they're just feeling good. They just generally feel better. They get to live their lives, not in the sense of they never feel negative emotion ever again, of course that's not true. We're human beings, we're gonna feel negative emotion from time to time, but it's not taking over their lives. It's not a constant, waking up with it, going to sleep, dreaming about it 24/7. all of these big heavy emotions, constantly stressed, constantly worried, There's that sense of peace. There's that sense of relief. And this is truly what my clients experience. It's so amazing to witness. So that is the beautiful before and after picture. I hope that you've got a really good vision of what it's like to do this work, what life looks like when you do the work, because I want that for everyone. I want that for you. I want that for your mom. I want that for your sister. I want that for your mother-in-law. I want it for, (laughs) I want it for as many people as possible because why not? This is life. Life is for living. Life is for living. Life is for enjoying. Even if we don't always feel perfectly happy all the time, right? It's still, what if you could live life fully and fully experience the full gamut of life's experiences from this grounded, beautiful, open place. It's so amazing. So that's my offer to you. And I want you to join me next week. We have the webinar, our first one. We're going to be doing them every month from now on. Very exciting. You can go to laurabytheway.com slash monthly dash classes. That's where you can see the upcoming classes. I update that regularly. And Our first class is going to be how to co-parent like a boss. Very, very excited about this one. Really looking forward to just the content on this one and all of the people who are going to be on the call who all have this very specific issue and have a very specific result that they want that's so fun i think that's fantastic so if that's your situation if you're dealing with a uh, uh, an ex who's really really difficult you need to come to this call and get the support that will set you up for success or if you know someone struggling with this please forward this information to them so go to lar by the way, uh, <laughs> Laura, by the way dot com slash monthly dash classes or you can just go in the show notes and there's the registration You can find it there. And, uh, next week we will start again with some new podcasts. You're gonna have the weekend. We'll see you Wednesday and I hope you have an amazing day. You've got this. Your future is so bright. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next time. Bye. If this episode resonated with you, it's because you're dealing with a narcissist or some other person in your life and it's having an effect on you. And I want that to change. I want you to get the things that you want in your life. I'm available for one-on-one coaching. You can hire me. You can also come to the webinars. We've got the webinar coming up this next week, co-parenting with a narcissist. Sign up in the show notes. We'll see you there.